some eggs and now we are sitting down and talking. Hi everyone, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about eggs and a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about things like urban legends. They were scrambled eggs. Folklore. Oh cool, okay. Uh, There was toast as well. Spooky stories. (sighs) Something about eggs. Sometimes a little true crime. And sometimes a little egg crime. Anything spooky related. That is true. If this... Nope. Yes. If this is your first time listening, or if you just forgot, each and every week, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go climb a tree, and I'll go climb underground. And then when we're there, we both find out something spooky, and then walk back into our house, sit down after eating eggs and then discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you, Andy, Andrew, Chother. (laughs) And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to, I mean, honestly, the cyclist I really like, Lachlan Morton, because he just broke a world record, and it was really cool. He did. Well, he basically did it twice. Yeah. There's this whole thing called Everesting in the cycling world, which is where you do a series of laps climbing a hill, and you're supposed to climb the accumulative, I said the word kind of wrong, but I'll just keep going, height of Mount Everest, and whoever can do it in the shortest time is the best climby cyclist for the time being until someone else beats it. But he did it once, and then they said, no way, and then he did it again, and they went, okay. Yeah. That's it. Like, within a week, he was like, I'll just do it twice, I guess. Yeah, it was really cute, because in these photos of this time he did it, his dad and his brother and some family members were there, and they were holding his tiny Italian greyhound up, cheering him on. (laughs) It was very cute. Nice. Linz, who are you going to dedicate your portion to? Um, well, I don't know. Should I keep it in the cycling world? You do whatever you want, hmm. bro. This is your this is your journey. Oh boy. I don't know. I there's just so many people I want to dedicate it to. But how about I dedicate this portion of the show or this episode to Lachlan Morton's uh little greyhound that they held up. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Because that's cute and nice. Because he was there. Yeah, he was there and he was cute. You know. Uh, So small, I think we're just going to jump right into the show because this is a good segue into stuff. Because that wasn't part of the show. The show is starting now. Ready? We're starting now. Okay, I'll count down then you start it. Three, okay. two, one. Hi, welcome to our show. It's starting right now. <laughs> and we're not going to tell you the name or what we do. We're just going to get right into it. Do you think if we had an intro that wasn't so descriptive of who we are and what we do, and we just got right into it, it would be a little creepier? Oh, I thought you were going to say people would actually listen. But oh, yeah. Because <laughs> by so, this point, they're like, okay. Over it. Over it. They've already talked too much, and I don't I don't care about ghosts. Yeah, but it might be like kind of like secretive and spooky, like... What's the show even about? What's the show? Who are these people? Like, we never say who we are. Okay. What about this? Uh, I'm going to count you in, and then you do an intro to a show, to our new show within this larger show, the show where no one knows what it's about. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, action. Do you ever wonder what it is? 
Has anybody ever wondered or thought about what they are? Well, we're going to kind of tell you. But we also might not, because we also might tell you about those things. Is this even my real voice? Hi, I'm a computer program. <laughs> and this is mine. Hi, we are one computer program. And this is our bleep bloop. I mean, these are our voice. I, th- I think we should just jump into it, like, seriously. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because, well, like... That was kind of a cool show. Yeah. Maybe what we did, but also probably not at all. Yeah, you know, it has potential, but we might have to keep workshopping it. I don't know if it has any potential, but (laughs) that's okay. Okay. Uh, Let me find this thing here. Okay. So last week, we met up with our special flute-armed... Oh, before we get into the show, this show is brought to you by Native Language Clothing Company. They're wonderful. They make swaggy drip, and you can wear it. They just have new... I think last week I said they restocked on Sherpa shorts. No. They're new ones, because they don't do the same thing twice. And they're gray Sherpa shorts. They have hoodies, joggers, all sorts of cool stuff. Go to nativelanguageclothing.com, and if you want to add some drip to your cart, the swaggiest drip... You can enter the promo code Spooky Spouses, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your order. You can be swaggy and drippy and fierce. Okay, so now actually getting into it. Last week, we met up with our special flute-armed friend, Eli Rexford Chambers. We did. He wrote the music. You hear beginning, And <laughs> when we, so we did an Estes Method session with Eli because we thought it would be cool to have him down here. If you listen to last week's episode, you understand what's going on. But our friend Katie Goodfellow, uh, our neighbor to the north in Canada, wrote down all the words that Lindsay got in her session. And Lindsay, I'm wondering if you can read these and then I'm going to find... Because Katie Goodfellow said it sounded like a 90s grunge sort of a thing. And I'm wondering if you can just read these down and then I'm going to put some cool 90s grunge music quietly underneath it to see if it fits and see if we have anything here. I have to like sing it? No, no, no. You just say them. Okay, so go ahead and say them whenever you want and there'll be music underneath. And I hope I find good music. Okay. Go ahead. Moving in. Where did it go? So what? Nimble. (laughs) 50. Good luck finding. Who's where? Wait, it's you. Timing. Never ran. Speaking out loud. Don't try. The light. I'm coming down. I'm around. Help, let go. You look right here. My hand. (laughs) Don't hurt. I want to know why. We feel I try. Hello, why leave? Yes, please. What's the total? All of it. Get me. When it happens. Faro? Follow? You put two. I was the one. Please get up. Very cool song, Lindsay. Yeah, it made me think of like when I broke up with my girlfriend and things got shady, you know. (laughs) It was, you know. You look right here. My hand. Don't hurt. What was the one? Oh, my favorite lyric, aside from you look right here, my hand don't hurt, is uh, I try. Or no, hello, why leave? Yes, please. That's also really good. Now, That's pretty good. So, Katie, thank you for doing that. And I think it's really cool to go through and see the responses and see if you can like draw any conclusions from thing to thing to thing. Because they do kind of match up a little bit. I mean, even without the questions being asked, like they are kind of like... Say if someone were to talk to you, they're 
kind of still, it sounds like the same person. I don't know. Yes. It, it's very interesting. It is very interesting. Now, Katie also did something very cool, which I'm going to talk about in a second, but I have to talk about this so I don't forget it because my brain is not cool. Yeah. But I remember a while ago, I was looking through old screenshots that I have on my cellular phone. And it was around episode 40 or 50 or something. If anyone anyone remembers, you can let us know. But if not, I get it. But we were talking about the Illuminati or something. Right. And I went and did a little sort of recon work. And I was finding people on Instagram or Twitter who I thought were in the Illuminati or knew what the Illuminati was. Yes. And there was this dude, which I'm not going to say his name, who I believe to have been in the Illuminati because he had like iconography and stuff about the Illuminati. So I sent him a message saying, hey, what is it, you know, what do I need to do to be in the Illuminati? Is it something, is it like everyone can just join or do you need a reference or whatever? But he sent me messages back. This is in like late or mid 2018. Because one of the words Lindsay got was the light when we asked what the nickname was. Correct. And I was reading these, and I feel like it's a little bit coincidental, but maybe not, that when I was reading through these messages, this was yesterday, which would have been Sunday, he said that the Illuminati is also referred to as the light. And I thought that was interesting because it was in its own particular message. It wasn't in a paragraph. He said, oh, by the way, we also refer to the Illuminati as the light. And it's interesting, too, because you had asked who or whatever we were talking to if it had a nickname. Yes. And I guess that would be a nickname of the Illuminati is the light. Yep. And I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't told by someone who was in the Illuminati or if I was doing more research or something. Right. Which I don't do a lot of research, nor do I talk to a lot of people in the Illuminati. Yeah. Just this one guy. So I thought that I, I, I thought that was also interesting. That is very weird. But something very cool that Katie did, which is also the name of a little bug, a Katie did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lindsay had gotten, when we were doing the Estes method, Lindsay got the word Hartman in her ear. And you didn't say it because you didn't think it was anything special? I didn't say it out loud because I I didn't know if maybe someone was saying a last name, say, through a radio station. So it only seemed like a couple sweeps, if that. So I didn't say it out loud. But I did tell Eli afterwards when you were listening. Yes. Um, and you also got the name Harry. Yes. And then after I got the name Harry, you were saying something like, what does Harry have to do with anything? And then I believe it was our friend Turner in the live feed wrote, oh, Harry Hartman. Correct. Just joking around because it sounds like a funny name, I guess. And we said it was a cool name and me and Eli talked about it for a bit. Yeah. And you were saying it out loud, I believe, weren't yes. you? Okay. So what's interesting is when Katie Goodfellow was listening to the episode, she sent us a message and said... So there was totally a Harry Hartman born in Athens, Ohio in 1924, and he was a veteran. So that kind of blew our minds a little bit. Because we were talking about Flag Day. I got the word 50, which we thought maybe could pertain to the 50 states because we were talking about the flag. But I don't know. I don't know either. But that's very, very weird. I mean, Harry Hartman, I wouldn't think is a very popular name. I wouldn't think it's the most popular name on earth, and it seems kind of too coincidental. Yes. Because you were literally saying out loud, Harry Hartman. Correct. 
So here's a little information that Katie sent us about Harry Hartman. Harold H. Hartman. So wait, I just realized that his initials are HHH, <laughs> like the wrestler Triple H. Oh, cool. Harry and the Henderson Hartman uh, was born in Athens, Ohio in 1915 to Clifford and Mary Ann Hartman. He was a Methodist. He left school after the eighth grade and worked as a coal miner in one of the many mines in the area. Now, you and I also did an S's method session at the Millfield Mining Town. Yes, the Millfield Mining Disaster. Yes. And that one was also, that was our first attempt at doing an S's method. But thinking back on it, we got some really cool stuff. We really did. Yeah. yeah. If anyone hasn't listened, that's a few episodes ago. I don't know when, but it's in the thing. And every time we do an Estes method is not, you know, as active either. We don't obviously put the ones that are not active on our podcast, but it's not every time we do it. Uh, For instance, we did it at your parents' house this Mm -hmm. past weekend, and we really didn't get anything at all. No, I think you were were in the zone or listening and blindfolded for about 15 minutes, and I Mm -hmm. think you got two things. And I got maybe one or two things as well. And that was it. Yeah. So I think having a very having a variety in the type of activity that you're getting, whether it's a ton or a little bit, I know I say it a lot, but I think that that uh, that helps to validate this type of thing, or at least it validates the actual spirit box itself. Like it's not super sensitive and it's not going to pick up a ton of radio everywhere. Right. I think I I I thought that was so cool. Katie also said in 1941, Harry H. Hartman or Ha ha ha, as his friends called him. I, I did made that part up. Enlisted as a private in the U.S. Army and luckily made it back to Athens where he lived until he died in 1994. Okay. But he's buried uh, Connet Cemetery, which is 17 miles east of the ridges. So I don't know how we got the name or why we got the name, but we got right. the name. Well, the ridges was a big place for... I mean, any kind of mental disabilities that they thought back in the day. I mean, Mm -hmm. back in the day, they thought anything was a mental disability. So I wonder if he ever visited or he had a friend there or we were just picking up something random. I don't know why he would have an attachment to the ridges, but... I don't know either. And then I, I I, I also think I don't know this about the ridges, but being a big asylum... Uh I'm not sure. I mean, because there were medical professionals there. I'm not sure if they also used maybe a certain wing or an annex as like a small like little, not really an urgent care, but like you can go get checkups or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. So maybe working in the mines, he went there for some respiratory. I have no idea. It could really be anything. I mean, we can assume, but I mean, you never really know why anybody is attached to anything, you know, like, yeah, you think about the things that you enjoy in life. And it's like looking at a person, you wouldn't say be like, Oh, they're really attached to the Kroger in in, down the street, Madison, Ohio. So like, you never really know, there could have been some weird attachment, he could have liked to walk around there. I mean, there could have been anything. Yeah. Or he was 17 miles away. And he was just Really yelling for us. Yeah, from 17 miles. <laughs> Maybe. It's me, Harry. <laughs> My middle name is also H, but, you know, forget it. It's a little silly. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. All very interesting. All very weird. Yes. So, thank you, Katie, for doing the research. Thank you to Eli for coming to hang out with us. And thank mm-hmm. you to everybody. Because we've gotten a few messages. Like, after every time we do an S's method thing, I feel like we get a few more messages than we typically do. 
And it seems like people are into him. People are excited about him. And it's exciting for us to do as well. And I also really like live streaming him because it's we we don't have very good brains and it's cool to get people's opinions on stuff. And Oh, yeah. I mean, we just look at this as a big experiment and it's it's really fun to have other people's you know, like thought process and brains working when we're doing it. Because when you're in the moment, it's hard to kind of comprehend what's happening. So it's really helpful. It absolutely is helpful. So thanks for hanging out with us when we did it. Thank you, Katie, for doing the research. And also thank you for writing Lindsay's cool lyrics. (laughs) Uh, You will get credit when Lindsay releases her first album. Yeah, I'll just call it Katie. Okay. That's a cool name. Yeah, I feel like that's a very 90s grunge album. It is. Title. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay, Lindsay, do you want to know, I guess one, okay, one is Breaking Booze, I believe, mm-hmm. um, from our friend, another Katie of the show, Katie Diddy. Okay. Of the Diddy Committee. Or would you like sort of a would you rather from our friend Eli, not the flute armed Eli, but Eli the raccoon Eli? Hmm. Let's start with uh, the Diddy committee and move in to the Eli team. Okay. So I know that my portion of the show, which again, I dedicated to Lachlan Morton, is a little all over the place, but we've gotten some good stuff from people and I'm really into it and I like it a lot. So, hey, if you ever want to send us anything ever, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses, or you can send us an email at spooky at gmail.com. If you have anything that you think is relevant or interesting, send it our way and we'll do some digging, which is like a great, like a cemetery, like a. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Katie Diddy got me hip to this thing called Randonaut. Okay. Randonaut is an app, but it's based on the whole idea or practice of randonauting which I believe is you just get a series of seemingly random coordinates. Yes. Kind of like geocaching in a way, but it's just designed to get you exploring someplace new or exploring your town or, you know, you can do like get coordinates for maybe a five square miles or 20 or 30 or 40. So you enter these coordinates in your phone or a GPS and it takes you to a new place. Maybe it's interesting. Maybe it's just purely random. Who knows? But it's the idea of exploring something new and exciting. Okay. So do you do it around like where you're at or you can do whatever? Anywhere you want. Okay. But this app called Randonaut is a lot of people are using it to explore areas that are somewhat close to them. But they're think like it's actually it's kind of turned a little creepy. Okay. So there's Katie Diddy sent me a video of a dude who was randonauting, and I believe it took him to an abandoned car in the middle of a field. Yeah. Like, that's the exact location where the coordinates pinned him, was on this old abandoned car. That's weird. Or no, not not in a field, in the middle of the woods. And it was completely yeah. surrounded by trees. Like, there was no way to get this car in there. Okay. And then so it the... had been left there, obviously, yeah. from a long time ago. Yes. But then he's there, and he's already kind of getting creeped out because the Randonaut app has this kind of, uh, what's the word? reputation of being a little bit eerie and weird mm-hmm. and then he starts hearing stuff in the woods and then he runs away okay so he was rightfully scared and then i replied to katie diddy hmm like i was interested katie diddy was saying it could potentially be fabricated and someone left a comment behind that this could be used to potentially abduct people 
or, or like human trafficking and she was scared. Yeah, I wouldn't even thought of that, but that is really creepy. Oh, so I, I believe it's called rando nodding. Maybe not rando not, but rando nodding. Okay. I was saying how, you know, it's weird that there's an app that deliberately sends you to a weird place or whatever. And then Katie Diddy sent an update. Yeah. Another rando nodding thing. So in Seattle, and this is true, that this is corroborated. There, there, there was an actual news story about it. A group of kids in Seattle were rando nodding using somewhere the app. Somewhere around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere around them in Seattle. And it took them, the coordinates took them to appear on the water. Okay. And when they're on the water, I have a video of it. I'll, I'll, I'll show you afterwards. But they found a black suitcase that was washed up on the rocks mm-hmm. of this pier. And it was smelling really bad. Oh, no. That's never a good sign. You're right. And I was like, okay, it's actually, it's probably nothing, whatever. It ended up being human remains. So, okay, if you're ending up in creepy areas or finding creepy things, like, who's running this app? Like, what? Don't know. Because, like, usually when you download something, it says, like, brought to you by Curious.com. By the people who brought you words with friends. <laughs> the people who brought you words with friends. Here's find the dead things. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of reminds me of, like, how that we always we joke, we play that game, like, how far from a dead body are we? Yes. Like, yeah. maybe someone listened to that idea and was like, aha, I'll make an app and show you how far you are from a dead body. You're probably right. Ew. But I, I did some research on the app. Yeah. And I guess you can fill in the app certain parameters, like why you want to use it. Okay. You can use it, f- like, to be scared or to find joy or to explore someplace new. So... You enter in how far you want to go or like the area, I believe, and then you enter in what your purpose is for that rando nodding experience. Yeah. So like, I don't know if these people put in something creepy or I want to find water or whatever. But whoever's running the app, how do they know you're going to get something creepy? I mean, like the abandoned car, I can see you would maybe see from a satellite and be like, oh, that's a coordinates. That could be really creepy. But like a rando box... Yeah, I don't. With I really human remains. Like, did they put it there? I have no idea, and Ew. I think that's what's scary is that a lot of people have no idea. So I have a few stories from Randonauting that I got on Reddit, and there's a subreddit Randonauts, mm-hmm. which I am now a member of, so I can hopefully find some cool Randonauting stories. Why is it called Randonauts? Like a Randonaut, I think, is someone who does Randonauting. Like I'm like it's kind of like I'm an explorer. You're someone who ex- oh, who there's does ex- a word for that. Yeah, randonaut. Okay. R a n d o n a u t s. Randonauts. Okay. So I just found this post on Facebook asking if people had used Randonautica before. I downloaded the app and then watched a bunch of TikToks <laughs> and did a little research. Okay. Here's their here's here's more of their story. I put in for a location with the intention something green. Okay. Okay. So that was their thing. That's so, pretty, pretty broad. It is. But then I, I'm remembering now, like people would put in there like something yellow, something whatever, uh, and it would take them, uh, like following random coordinates, would take them like maybe someplace in their neighborhood, and there was a big bright yellow house. There was a big bright banana, yellow banana. There was Big Bird, the literal Big Bird, just kind of <laughs> hanging out. Hope no one, hope no one does anything bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, I put in the attention something green, and it took me somewhere less than two minutes from my house. I drove there, 
and the destination was on Waring Green, uh, which is a which is a a road. I drove past the destination, and there was a little girl standing at the end of her driveway. She started moving towards my car, and as I drove away, she pointed. Uh, she brushed it off, thinking it was random coincidences. So I went down the road and pulled over in a car park to generate a new randonaut experience. Okay. As I was trying to get it to load, a black car came down the road from behind and just stopped in the middle of the street. I picked my phone back up and kept looking at it. Eventually, they would move forward slowly about two car lengths in front of me, and they would stop again in the middle of the road. Weird. Uh, Their license plate, I blank you not, was Matrix. And it had a couple Z's in the end of their thing. <laughs> so she dropped her phone and drove home as quickly as possible. Right. Avoiding this black car that just pulled closer to her car while she that's, was random nodding. That's gross. It is. Here's another one. I was random nodding and it took me to a random house. And in the front yard, there was a statue of Jesus and Mary. Mm-hmm. I picked up my friends and told them about the past three events. They were a little skeptical but intrigued. So we leave our phones in the car and step outside to come up with intentions. Uh, and their three intentions were they wanted to find a unique tree. They wanted one to find shoes. And mm-hmm. another one they put in, they wanted to find fish. So at the tree one, at the first coordinate, there was a very tall Dr. Seuss looking tree that had no leaves and a bunch of wiry branches. Okay. okay? At the second one where they wanted to find shoes... The only thing they found was a piece of trash that said Dunkin' Donuts on it. But on the Dunkin' Donuts trash, it said America runs on Dunkin'. So they were thinking runs, sneakers, shoes, Hmm. maybe. That's a little far-fetched, but okay. I agree. But again, if that's like the only thing there in the coordinates, maybe, maybe. That one's a stretch. But if you're really trying to like really freak yourself out yeah i feel like if you want there to be proof or evidence you can kind of manipulate something in a certain way yes uh the third one when they wanted to find fish it takes us to a dead end and it's a it's a street right next to a river and they were thinking oh it's probably just the river as they were drawn as they were pulling up from the dead end they see chalk drawings on the ground and immediately stop the car and get out And someone on the ground in chalk had drawn a dolphin and what appeared to be cartoon fish bones. Hmm. So it's very, it's really intense. Anyone done it that we know? Did Katie, did he do this or no? Honestly, I would hope that she did not do it. (laughs) I'm kind of curious to do it. I kind of am too, but it makes me nervous. Yeah, but it's like, okay, you put keywords in and it finds these locations. So it's obviously using satellite or something to scope the area and match things to this. Sure. But like, I don't know. That's weird. Here's the thing. If they are, I would assume whoever is running this app, it's many people. Yeah. But for something as temporary as a piece of trash, if we are going to draw the conclusion and say, okay, just for argument's sake, let's say that the America runs on Duncan thing was actually real and it Uh was there meaning the sneakers. That's very temporary, just a piece of trash in the ground. Yeah. And then you think of how temporary is sidewalk chalk. Right. I don't know how a satellite could quickly pick up on sidewalk chalk and go, okay, here's coordinates. I guess you literally have two seconds to get there. 
before it rains or something else. Well, I have a really tricky one for them, this app. I, okay. I'm going to challenge them. What if someone puts in Bigfoot? Oh. Like, if I go out in the woods, I better see a Bigfoot. I'm not sure if you can, like, fill in your own intention, like, literally write it in, or if you have to pick from, like, a oh. like a list. I don't really know. Well, if they had a list that would make a little more sense because then they could have keywords where they could match it by using satellite to look around. Exactly. But it's still really weird. There was also another one where this, let me burn through it really quick because this one was pretty creepy. Too long didn't read. My skeptic husband saw a glitch in the matrix. The person who was not the husband uh, missed missed the entire thing. So they were randonauting and it took them to the middle of the desert. On the exact point where the coordinates landed mm-hmm. was a peculiar arrangement of rocks that formed a perfect triangle. I guess they got a little weird tingly vibes and uh, butterflies in their stomach. While the story writer was taking a photo of the rocks, their husband noticed a couple walking maybe a few hundred feet away. And they walk behind uh, some more rocks or something in the desert. Yeah. It's wide open. They walk behind it and they go over to talk to them to see, oh, maybe they're randonauting as well because I don't know why anyone else would be here. Yeah. And nobody was there. Hmm. Two people, they saw two people walk behind some rocks or something else, go to check it out or talk to them. Nothing. Weird. It is weird. I don't know. It's one of those things that I feel like I would have to try for myself to believe it. Yeah. I'm not going to say that you and I will definitely do it, but if we feel squirrely, then maybe we try. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, do I want to meddle in that? Do I want to be part of that? I don't know. I don't know. Because I I think that maybe all this stuff is purely coincidental, but it very well could be real. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really sure. still weird. It's still a creepy app. I don't know. Who made that app and was like, this could be used used for not creepy things. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I want to know know where you live and then I'll tell you a place to go randomly where I know you're going, but no one else does. I hope no one puts in a house in the middle of nowhere and then it takes them here. I mean, if they do, you just have to deal with Molly. But I mean, come on in. And all, the, and there was the one time where there were twenty five turkeys walking in a perfect line. Yeah, that's when Satan showed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we didn't talk about Eli's question, but maybe we do that in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we're going to go to the haunted housekeeping zone, and when we come back, we'll do more stuff. Okay. Cool. We will see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two. One. Welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. And guess what? We have a few things to tell you about. And they're secrets. Hee hee hee. And it's not how to clean your haunted bathroom. It's not. No, these are secrets. Again, these are. this is secret information. If you've made it this far, now you get a whole bunch of secrets. If you would like to find out more about our show, maybe check out some cool new merchandise that Lindsay designed, you can go over to SpookySpousesCast.com, do some scrolling, some looking around, and at the bottom of the page will be some merchandise, which is there for you. Or click the Scavengers Network logo, and it'll take you to all the other great shows on our network. You can get a long sleeve shirt, a short sleeve shirt, a blanket for yourself or your dog, and a coffee mug. And you can put whatever liquid you want inside of it. 
Or if you have a spooky question that you just like cannot survive if you don't ask us, you can call our spooky hotline. You can also text our spooky hotline. We just found this out because we are old and irrelevant. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or the scarier number 803-816-BOOZE, which is what ghosts say. It's very scary. Say you have a question about you have a bunch of rats that you think are actually piloting your skin suit. Maybe you have too many trees in your yard like we do and they're scaring your dog. Or they're just scaring you. And maybe one of those trees you're almost convinced you've thought you've heard say, Hey, come here really quick. Maybe the soap in the shower has started communicating with you. Telepathically? (laughs) If so, you can call or text us and let us know about it. 803-816-2667. We would love to hear from you. We would. We'll give you mediocre advice and hopefully make it better. Yeah, hopefully. Also, if you like hearing us talk, which, you know, is not for everyone, you can (laughs) rate and review our show. You can tell a friend. You can tell an enemy. We love it. We do love it. And it means a lot to us. And we do this for free all the time. We sit in our house and just blabble and blabble. And it would mean a lot to us knowing that it means a lot to you. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stonker, Crinkry, Blips, Blips Pod. You can go to the grocery store and just tell people how much you love us. And then, you know, that counts as a review, right? Yes, that absolutely counts as a review. But you have to record yourself talking to a stranger and telling them about our show. Or it doesn't count? It does not count. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. And as always, we want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us. We're lucky to have all of you as our pod buds, as our rat boat buddies, or our spooky pals. Stay spooky. I think the spooky house cleaning is clear. Ours is? Yeah. We're done? We're done. Okay, here's an ad for a podcast that we like. Enjoy. Welcome to Shelly Has Opinions. The podcast where the Chatfield sisters try and get their very shy sister Shelly's opinions on a variety of silly topics. We weigh the pros and cons and laugh along the way. And Shelly likes it. Right, Shelly? I just do my best to try and have an opinion on anything, but it's very hard. Look for new episodes every Tuesday on ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y hasopinions.com. Join the Shelly gang. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you weren't lost. Uh, what is it called? Geonauting? <laughs> Rando nodding. <laughs> Rando nodding. I get uh, that and GeoGuessr mixed up. That's what I kept thinking of when you were talking about that app. Has anyone ever played GeoGuessr? GeoGuessr is fun. That game rules. It basically, it puts you somewhere randomly on Earth. It's like you're using like Google Street View. Yeah, you're using Google Street View and you have to look around and then on a map, you have to pinpoint exactly where you are and it'll tell you how many miles like close you are. But sometimes when you get like two miles away and it's like over in Africa, you feel really cool. Oh, yeah. Like there was one, it was somewhere in... I think it was in Russia or something we were and like we knew we were in Russia because like thankfully it put us in like some populated area like Mm -hmm. some I don't know like next to a city or something and we were looking at signs and we're like okay maybe that's Russian 
Yeah. And I think we were like within 100 miles away, but... Even that in the entirety of Russia, I felt very smart. Yeah. Well, because you look at signs and you figure out language and then you figure out like the atmosphere where you think it is. And then you get if you get really lucky, I think we had some like highway signs. There was one. So we knew which highway 84 or whatever. We knew we were by that. There was one where it was a really cheap one where we were somewhere down like in like some downtown area in some random town in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So we looked on a map and zoomed in and just were like looking. It took us more time to zoom in on the map of Florida and like try to find where it was. <laughs> but yeah, we were like two miles away from its exact location. It's pretty fun. I love that game. I don't Geo know if Guesser. it's still around. I mean, I guess it would be. I hope it's still around. We used to play it all the time. You know what's not still around? What? I saw someone post. We were talking about it recently. Hamster dance. Yeah. I think it's no longer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it doesn't probably get visited very often. Yeah. There's just one person, which is you. Me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, this week I it's kind of similar to your stories in a weird way. It's just people kind of moving or traveling and experiencing weird stuff. Okay. I guess I'm just really travel heavy right now because we can't travel. So yes. I'm just talking about different places. <laughs> but it's not really about the places. It's about the weird experiences they've had. Okay, I'm ready for this. All right. So the first one, um, this person said, know your horror movie tropes. It could save your life. Okay. Um, He was driving in some rural areas of New England kind of near the borders of Vermont and Massachusetts. He was driving to go stay with a friend from out of state. He said it was late. Actually, it was so late, it was pretty early. And there was a dense, dense fog. He explained it as if there's any Silent Hill fans out there. It was like Silent Hill levels of fog. Was he hearing a siren or no? No siren. He was just driving alongside the road, and of course, there goes his one headlight. So he's like, okay, well, I'm down to a headlight in the fog, and I'll just use my high beams. High beams don't work. Um, so he's in the middle of nowhere. He doesn't really know where he's at. Um, he hasn't seen a house, town, or a car in a long time. And then his car starts making a noise. Of course it does. It's like he's like, yeah, I'm I feel like I'm in a scary movie. Like I couldn't it couldn't be any more cliche. I'm waiting for a thunderstorm. So no, it was just dense fog. Okay. Um, so he pulls over. It just looks like he's around a big field and a road in the middle of nowhere and just really foggy and dark. Um, he looks at the engine, he's like, I don't really know a lot about fixing cars, so I didn't know what to do. And this was before cell phones. Oh, excellent. So he didn't have anything, but he tried to tighten up some things and look at things to see if maybe the oil was a problem or whatever. And he's like, nothing. And then he just figured, well, I'll just try to drive until I find a town or something, even though it's making a noise and then I'll get my car looked at. He gets in the car. The car won't start now. If, if I would have been in that situation, because I know next to nothing about cars, I, like stopping if I would be like, well, I guess I could check under the hood. The only thing that could happen that I would like if it were to be the issue I could fix would be like there was a giant dead possum and the like, oh, just take the possum out. <laughs> Other than that, just get rid of the possum. Hopeless. Yeah. Take the possum out. Car starts right up. Yeah. I mean, that's usually the case. Yeah. That's probably you, why your air conditioning doesn't work is there's probably a possum in there. There were mice in there. Yeah. Maybe that's why it doesn't Maybe work. Maybe they messed them up. Um, so he has no way of getting out. It's dark. It's late. So 
He said he just swallowed his fear, reclined his seat, and he's like, I'm just going to sleep because I need to sleep anyways. It's early. I've been driving for hours. And when the sun comes up, I'll figure this out. This sounds like this is literally my waking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He's pretty brave for like just being like accepting it. I mean, what are you going to do? Because he even says he's like, really? I'm going to. Yeah, you watch scary movies, and of course, I'm not going to start walking down the road. No, of course not. He's like, I'm just going to stay put. So he wakes up, and the sun's up. The fog is pretty much almost gone, and he's on the main street of a tiny town. What? He said he's parked in front of a hotel, which he can none other describe as like the Bates Motel. It's a creepy old hotel. And there are houses everywhere. He said it was the creepiest feeling because he really, like the fog was heavy and it was dark, but he really felt like he was on a road just with woods all around him. That's weird. And he also said it was so weird that there was not one light on a house on at all, like that night. So there was nothing lit up. So he had no indication that he was that close to a town. I mean, not trying to brag, I've seen some pretty thick fog in my day, <laughs> but not, I mean, fog has never been so thick to where it prevents light from shining through like 10 right. to 20 feet away. Especially, he said there was just a little bit of moonlight, but I mean, it was pretty dark and it was just foggy, but he's like, if I would have realized that there were houses right here, like yeah. I would have went to safety or maybe not. He said that the service station was only 50 yards up the road, so he walked to it and talked to a guy who looked perfectly normal, and he walked over to the car and asked me what the problems were, and he put the key in, and it turned right up, and none of the headlights were out. Okay, that's very weird. So this guy just drove on. He doesn't remember the name of the village because there wasn't a lot of signs or anything, And he couldn't find anything on a map. He said it just felt like a big set for a horror movie. And it just was very creepy to him. I wonder if it was a big set for a horror movie. And the people (laughs) there were extras who just so happened to knew like you were hired as like mechanic number one, mechanic number two. (laughs) And they're like, well, I'm actually a mechanic. And And they they thought that guy was part of the movie. So they played along. But then they were like, where are all the cameras? They went home for the night. That's why it was all you know, they turned the, the power off. I wonder if it was a movie set. I don't know. He said it was really weird and creepy. I would agree with. Yes, I would agree with that. All right. The next story I have, this guy said he swears he drove through a David Lynch film. Oh, great. <laughs> so this one's kind of a similar story, but it's very weird. This person was relocating across Texas. And as he normally does, he was driving through the night to skip traffic. And because it was more serene that way. That's just his thing. (laughs) Um, I was driving straight through central Texas going northwest. So seeing the hill country change to desert and full moon was super cool. Great. Yeah. Anyways, I was driving with my ex-wife and we were running low on gas. So luckily, we pulled into a tiny no-name town that we could see an old gas station come around the bend. So this was happening about like 2 a.m., Okay. So it's pretty dark. Um, now that this town only has one road and the station was right off the edge of the town, this person said this town was very, very old, like typical, like haunted movie set kind of old. Yeah. But he saw lights on the gas station, so figured it was open. They pulled into the gas station and there was no like prepay card. So you had to go inside to pay for it. And it was like one of the old gas stations where you flip up the handle before you can pump the gas. 
And he was a younger guy that had never seen this before. So he had to go inside and pay anyways. Um, I feel lucky that at least in my lifetime, I've had to do that. (laughs) And I feel like cool part of history. He had to pull the thing up. Yeah. Yeah. But he had to go inside and pay anyways. So he goes inside and the place seemed just deserted. There was no customers, no workers, no nothing. I mean, I get no customers. It's 2 a.m. You're at a yeah. gas station. It's a creepy looking gas station, but whatever. There was an odd tune playing on someone's radio that I couldn't place. It seemed like it was coming from a back room. Um, mm. It was an old sounding upbeat piano piece like a ragtime. Okay. Um, And he heard shuffling once he walked inside. The really weird part about it is that there was nothing for sale in this gas station, and there was only one dim light in the corner. Well, that you know, that stinks. Yeah. That's not good. So he said, the place made me feel scared. Not the, whoa, this is creepy scared, but the all hairs on end, like it was just really eerie inside. Yeah. Um, Because I thought like if they weren't selling anything, then maybe since it was such a small town, it was like more of a mechanic gas station where it's like you're just going to have a desk and maybe yeah. some magazines like sitting there. Or just literally only selling gas. Yes. So he said he heard some scuffling and as he turned the corner, he saw a young man standing next to a large radio in the back and he was just dancing. But his dancing was extremely off-putting and seriously didn't match the tune at all. Like I said, the radio was cranking out what sounded like ragtime music, but he was moving like far slower to the music and it wasn't on tempo. I don't like that. Yeah. I think I just don't like that. Yeah. He said, for some reason, I couldn't speak. I couldn't even move. I was like in a trance. And every part of me screamed to turn and leave. Finally, I said, excuse me, um, I need some gas. And the guy kept dancing. Oh, no. Nope. I, s- <laughs> I said it a little louder and he finally slowed down a bit and, and opened his eyes. Now, I didn't know his eyes were closed <laughs> while he was doing this. Oh, gosh. I would have just I would have gone. You know what? I'll push the car until the next one. <laughs> Um, so he opened his eyes and focused on me, but it was almost like he was looking right through me. He slowly and like very silently scuffled to the register, not saying anything. Then he just said, $20, please. Gross. So it's weird that he even told him how much money in gas before he even said how much gas he wanted. Say say how you think that guy said twenty dollars, please. Twenty dollars, please. I'm Good. not I'm not scary enough. How did you how do you think he said it? Uh twenty dollars, please. <laughs> That's not very scary. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need to be scary by the way he talks because the way he moves twenty dollars, please. That's even scarier than yeah, mine. Yeah, snakeish. It was no. a snake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So nice of you to come to my gas station. <laughs> I'm a serpent. Now, you and I actually had a similar experience to this, whether you know it or not. And I think we've talked about it before. You and I went to, a few years ago, a little public concert thing in Columbus. Uh-huh. And there was a band, a bluegrass band, playing bluegrass music. And then there was this kid who had to have been 10 years old, maybe, yeah. who had his face painted like a zombie and was 
doing dubstep dancing, like popping and locking and like moving like a weird slow motion zombie. But he wasn't like being like a little kid where it was like, I'm being funny and like I'm dancing. He was very serious about it. Yeah. And that to me was literally scary and off-putting. So I just think about that times a million. In a deserted place. That's only selling gas and nothing else. And it's always $20. Like you can't even get like a Pepsi or a Coke. <laughs> it's just $20, no matter if you want one gallon of gas or 50, I guess. So oh, that's very scary. Um, So he says $20, please. Um, <laughs> He didn't say anything, just stood behind the register and I figured maybe he was embarrassed that I caught him dancing. So I just laid the money on the counter and went outside hoping he'd turn on the pump. So he did, and he filled up, and he told his wife, like, as he was filling up, like, okay, this is a really weird scene. I don't know what's going on in there. Just kind of keep your eye on him because I'm going to fill up and, like, just make sure he stays there. What if he started slow motion dancing out the door towards your car? <laughs> I would get out of there <laughs> so quick. I would never. I've never really wanted to At kick. At least he's slow. I mean, slow, like moving in slow yeah. motion. Yeah. So it's like it's like uh, like every villain in a slasher movie, how they're always walking the exact same speed. Um. So he has his wife in the car watching in the window because you can see the man at the register in the window and he's filling up the pump Lynch. and then the pumps were so what i hate this story this is <laughs> like so it's scary worse. it oh, gets oh, worse good. oh good great <laughs> i hate this so they they pump the gas and because the pumps are so old oh. it makes a horrible grinding noise which scares <laughs> both of them yeah so no kidding after that they both kind of laugh a little bit because it's like a scared like okay this is scary and this is weird. Okay, so he gets back in the car and they're like kind of chuckling and they're like, we need to get out of here. So as they're leaving, they both look back in the window to make sure the guy is still standing there. And he is, which seems fine. Wait, did, did you say, was this an older guy or a younger guy? Um, It was like a, he said like a middle-aged guy. Oh, that's even worse. It wasn't even like a, an older, like slower, I have some medical issues kind of guy. It was like it was a, maybe like, like a 40-year-old dude. Yes. Oh, yeah. that stinks. <laughs> that stinks. So it's it seems fine that he's still standing there, but he's standing there exactly the way that he left him. <laughs> and they can see that the money is still on the counter in front of him. <sighs> they, they only could just describe it as like he was a robot who just turned off once they left. And then it gets super weird. Oh, I thought that was it. <laughs> so they leave. It's a story in the books, and they're like, okay, weird story. Couple months later. Months? Yes. He had to drive back that way to go visit family in San Antonio. And we figured we might as well go by that old gas station because it's daylight now. Why? And we no. need to know. We need to know. Like, out of curiosity, they needed to go back. No. I so, would have never, I would have driven hours <laughs> out of my way to avoid that place. But they weren't going to stop there. Doesn't matter. They were. They just needed to see this weird no way. thing that they Absolutely had seen. Absolutely not. <laughs> because it was just a joke between them and they. it was scary. So <sighs> they pull into the same tiny town and the coal gas station is gone. The lat, gone? The, the, <laughs> the lot it sat on is at the end of the road. The road wasn't even there. It was just grass. There was no rubble. 
no old pump, no lighting, no creepy guy, no nothing. It was like as somebody just picked it up and moved it. <sighs> okay. And this is only a couple months later. I mean, I guess I like grass can grow fast. I but if there was if they're on a road. Yeah, they said the road just like where the road went to the gas station just gone. Like not even like they just cleaned it up. Like grass was grown over it. But you could see in the grass there was a slow dancing man <laughs> listening to the bird songs. What if he was just dancing still on that area? But he was floating above, like a foot above the ground, just dancing and floating. Ugh. That you know what? That story stinks. It's so scary. Do you want one more silly story? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Well, I guess I can't say silly. I can say frightening story. I guess so. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, this person said, nobody believes me, but it's just so much milk. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the name of my autobiography. I really feel like I believe this person just because they were like, nobody believes this story and it's ridiculous, but I'm going to tell it to you anyways. I'm ready for it. Milk story. Okay. When I was about 12, my mom and I were traveling across country to move. We were staying the night in Missouri at a typical roadside hotel next to a chain diner. We went in for dinner. It was packed, despite being one of the only couple guests at the hotel, so we sat up at the bar. We noticed something weird after a few seconds. Every single person had a glass of milk in front of them. <laughs> Okay. Even the dude, the dudes around the bar. You know, honestly, that seems like something that you and I would pick up on if we were in a place. <laughs> he said nothing else, just tall glasses of milk in front of everyone. Uh, someone opened the fridge under the center bar and we saw just gallons of milk. The bartender took our dinner orders and brought us each a glass of milk without asking for any milk. Okay. It was so weird. My mom told me not to drink it. I wouldn't have drank it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of clockwork orangey. Well, first of all, no, I mean, I don't want milk. Second of all, like everyone's drinking milk here. <laughs> I'm not going to have any of that milk. So uh, on their way back to the room, this person's mom stopped at the front desk and asked the woman working there, half jokingly and half concerned, why everybody drinks so much milk in this town. Hey, sup with the milk. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with all these milks? The woman seemed so confused and had no idea what she was talking about, so we just kind of moved on. And she wiped away her milk mustache. <laughs> when we were putting our leftovers in the mini fridge up in our hotel room, there were like 10 mini cartons of milk. No brand, just the word milk in black lettering on bottles. <laughs> okay. You know what? If I see something that is packaged that way and it says what's in it you know what i immediately think is not in it what it says if i see a white box like a white little perfect like a white rect a rectangle that says in black letters cereal yeah i do not i immediately go well there's for sure not cereal in it milk milk like who what have you ever i don't even think i can remember the last time i went to a restaurant and saw someone drinking milk that wasn't under the age of four I was going to say, the only person I know in existence that has ordered milk at a restaurant is my dad. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, maybe it was like David, David Town. Do you think they somehow, while they were in their waking state, and my dad, David Reed, was in, was sleeping, they entered one of his dreams? Maybe. Because, you know, he likes the early Americana stuff, like a good diner or whatever. And then he also loves milk. Yeah, if there had been paper towels, then for sure. The only thing on the menu is milk, Diet Coke, and paper towels. But ew. I mean, good for that mom. I mean, the the person telling the story was 12 at the time. And like, I don't know, not thinking being 12, I'd be like, okay, I guess I'll drink this milk. But like, good for the mom being like, don't drink that. This is weird. There's a lot of milk everywhere. (laughs) What would you do if you walked, you, Lindsay Reed, if you walked into a roads, a a cracker barrel or whatever, and you saw everybody drinking milk? Well, the weird, it was like, you could tell it was all the town folk because they said that there wasn't a lot of people staying at the hotel. Just a bunch of milk, milk people. Maybe it was the Illuminati. It might have been the Illuminati drinking all that milk. Oh, got milk. That could have been like the scary movie of the got milk ads. But there wouldn't have been a question mark. It would have been a period. Got milk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, got milk. We sure do. I have thought milk. that sort was so it weird. That is weird. I don't even like milk, so. No. Ugh. Yeah, you're right. It's gross. I not tell you what kind of milk it is. Just milk. I remember in undergrad, every Wednesday, a few of us would go get free lunch at this local church. Uh And this woman would walk around who would like help with the lunch and stuff with just pitchers of milk. She would usually be carrying (laughs) two pitchers of milk. Maybe she moved to this town or she's from this town. But I always thought it was so funny because she just had one of those voices that just kind of cut. Yeah. And you could hear her, even if she was whispering, she was probably really bad at telling and keeping secrets. <laughs> but she'd walk around with two glass pitchers of milk and go, anyone here a milk drinker? Any milk drinkers? And I always thought it sounded like a funny name to call someone like, okay, milk drinker. But I wonder <laughs> if this town is just the town of milk drinkers. I don't know. I don't it know was, either. It's creepy. Okay. Well, Lindsay, thank you for the milk stories. You're welcome. I really appreciate the milk stories. And- I wanted to get to Eli's question, but I think it deserves more time. So okay. let's move it to next episode. Sounds good. And we will do it. I pinky swear. <laughs> so uh, I swear on milk. I swear. Let me put my let me pour myself a glass of milk. I'm putting my hand in the milk and I swear on this milk. Mm, <laughs> feels good to rest my hand in milk. Oh, great. Well, is that our episode? Yeah. Cool. We did it. We did do it. And now we're going to paint a cabinet we have downstairs. We are painting it from blue to green. Not trying- our life is exciting. <laughs> Not trying to brag. We're kind of, we're painting a cabinet. And we don't drink milk in this house, so. No, we have vanilla soy milk in the fridge with Michael Phelps's face on it, which that is scary. Yeah. Why do you got to put, just stop putting people's faces on milk. Cool. Yeah. Milk. Yeah. <laughs> soy milk. Fake milk. Fake milk. Anyways, we would like to thank... Eli Rexford Chambers, our flute-armed friend, for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He's special and sweet and full of raw meat. <laughs> and light on his feet. <laughs> and light on his feet because his arms go tweet, tweet, tweet. 
Aww. It's a flute. Yeah, it's a flute. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network, which we are a proud member of. If you want to check out more podcasts on the Scavengers Network, you can go to thescavengersnetwork.com. If you want to check out more about us, you can check us out on spookyspousescast.com and see what we got to say if you, you know, already didn't hear what we just said. But um, yeah. That's true. You can also check out some merchandise that we have for sale that Lindsay designed. We have a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a mug for milk, and a blanket for milk. They are all like milk colored. Yeah, they're milk colored. <sighs> Except, yeah, like banana milk. I'm glad they're not banana milk co- colored because that's like a weird, like a sickly yellow. Would it be weird to have a shirt on that says like, welcome to Milk Town? I think it would be cool to have a shirt on there that said, welcome to Milk Town. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or like we can have a shirt that's like one of those milk cartons and then they put like the missing people on it, but really it'll just be us. Or it'll be just a glass of milk. Missing. And it it won't say missing. It'll just say found. Well, see, that's a good one. I was going to say on a milk carton, you have a picture of a glass of milk says missing my glass of milk. (laughs) It's a carton of coconut milk and it says missing. And then it's a picture of cow's milk. Yes. Because it doesn't have cow's milk in the milk. So it's missing that. It's fun. It's a funny thing. Yeah, you know, and I and I always like how you and I have to explain to people that what we said is was supposed funny. to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of funny things, uh, we would also like to thank each and every one of you for listening, for supporting, for hanging out with us, for being our friends. We sincerely appreciate it. Without you, there's no us. And if you have something fun you want us to talk about, you can let us know. Spooky spouses cast at gmail.com or spooky underscore spouses on twitter or instagram there are many ways to get in touch with us or you can call our spooky spouses hotline at 803-816-2667 or 803-816-booze you can also text it yeah you can text it oh really quick let me read a quick text really quick so here's a sporadic very quick text from our friend george Uh, We're in the middle of summer. It's super humid, and it's going to be too hot to function on some days. That being said, do ghosts have days where they are too hot to go boo and stuff? I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Yeah, so you can just send a text like that (laughs) (laughs) or whatever you'd like. Uh, And also, please make sure to check out Native Language Clothing on Instagram or go to their website, nativelanguageclothing.com. Find some swaggy drip. Add it to your cart. Use the promo code Spooky Spouses, all one word, all lowercase, for 30% off. So I guess until next week, you go first, Lynn, because I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Have a try to stay away from milk. Yeah. Avoid dairy milk at all costs this week because there could be something bad about it. Conspiracy. Yeah. Try. How about this week? Make it a goal of yours. Uh, just, you know, get on Zoom and have a virtual milk taste test with all your friends and see like, okay, now we're going to do unflavored soy, unsweetened vanilla soy, vanilla, and then do the whole thing through almond, coconut, cashew, oat, you know, just have a non-dairy milk party on Zoom. We'll have a good spooky week. (laughs) And we'll see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Talk-a-talk-a-talk. Talk.
maybe say like a sentence a human would say. Talk, oh. Talking talk. <laughs> talk for word and word and word. I'm doing human talk. Human talking. Hello. Do you happen to have any plaid plaid shirts for buttoning? Do you happen to have any plaid button-up shirts? Your turn for human for a human sentence. Do you happen to have any coffee that I could human drink? Hello. Do you happen to have any soy milk lattes for me to drink? I love coffee. Can't get my day started without coffee and especially a latte. Keep trying yours. Namaste in bed. Human bed. Okay. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.